back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Are there places where our world and others routinely meet? What are portals? Do these portals let in not only what we call ghosts, but what we refer to as aliens and cryptids too? Hey there, and welcome to the 193rd broadcast of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and today marks a first for us. We're broadcasting remotely from a location that's just that kind of place my father just mentioned. Well, we can't tell you just where we are, but we will say we're somewhere in rural New England, and we're going to share with you what's happened here since we arrived yesterday. We can still take calls through the CBS studio in Detroit, of course, and the number is 248-545-7685, like the guy who sounds suspiciously like Nick Pope uh, just said. Uh, that's 545-SOUL. Uh, or if you're listening online at the CBS New Sky Radio website, instant message us with the handy-dandy tool at the right of your screen. Okay. Uh, we are present here with the property owners, and we are at a lovely little farmhouse somewhere in rural uh, New England, as we said. Now, this is the case we've been talking about off and on for so, so long over the uh, uh, air uh, since, really, we've been working on it since 05. Yeah. It's one of Ben's first cases. And we've been here uh, several times and following the developments in what we have come to call Connecticut's Skinwalker, oh, here, I guess I blew the state. Connecticut's Skinwalker Ranch. We're narrowing it down, folks. And the Skinwalker Ranch case in Utah, as you may realize, is the one that is uh, absolutely remarkable when it comes to the viewpoint of the multiverse. You've got portals opening in midair, scientists researching it, uh, creatures coming and going, UFOs coming and going from holes in the sky, herds of cattle spontaneously moving into and out of buildings without using their little legs. Things of this kind, and you name it, it pretty much happens there. Well, that's pretty much the case here as well. Uh, we're not the fact that these are warm, wonderful, loving people. They might have real trouble. As it is, it's pretty uh, pretty remarkable, and as I say, we've been working on it for about five years. However, the uh, the lady of the house has lived here for somewhat like 60 years. Okay, uh, Ben, we're, we're, we're kind of seated in the pants today and sharing headsets, so if... Um, uh, I'm going to hand over. If you would be so kind, I guess, we'll introduce uh, Donna to our radio audience. And uh, if you hear an occasional bark, it's it's one of these ones who's getting tangled in the wires right now. Okay. Yes, uh, Donna, you may recognize also as a show reporter for our show. And uh, she's uh, also been very... Uh, uh, present with us in many ways, giving us reports, being on the air now and then. Now, uh, Don, if you would be so kind as to uh, tell us what, uh, uh, let me get untangled from the dog here. Yeah, we really are seat of the pants. Okay, Donna, I'm untangled from the dog. <laughs> perhaps you could describe uh, some of the things that happened in this case. Perhaps I could get you started by, by telling uh, me, telling uh, you what uh, your daughter uh, said to me yesterday, and I think you were you were there. She said that, when you think of a haunted house, quote unquote, you think of a, you know, a, a white figure floating down the hallway and this this kind of thing, or voices in the night. But uh, this is nothing like that. No, it's not. Um, there's never seems to be two things that repeat. Um, I've lived here 60 years, and we've had so many variations on the subject that you're caught quite off guard at all times because you're never sure exactly how it's going to appear, what's going to appear, um, or what it's going to actually come to. Um, there's simple things from rappings and knockings all the way through to um, 
We've seen things moving across tables, hovering in midair, um, footsteps, uh, visions. Um, it, it just runs the gamut from A to Z here, and that's what throws people off guard is it's not just um, the figure of a person appearing repeatedly over the years, but it's more like um, it's such a conglomeration of various things that happen that you never quite have a chance to get used to one thing happening and you turn around and it's something completely different, which is our opinion of what a true haunting is. It's not a sense of feeling someone behind you or seeing seeing something flit around the corner. It's just one thing after the other. It's completely different from the last. So it kind of catches you off guard, and that's where the upset comes into our family is that we can't seem to get a handle on it um, with one specific thing. Sure. Well, one of the reasons you contact, contacted us in '05 was you read my book, Footsteps in the Attic, and that talks about uh, rather than the traditional spiritualist approach to haunted situations, uh, it talks about the multiverse approach, which is that instead of these uh, disembodied spirits with no bodies, you have parallel realities that quantum physics will talk about in, in many contexts, and that's what you thought best described what was happening in your home. And Ben and I came over the first uh, first time, and it was quite an experience. We uh, got some interesting photographs and very quickly came to the conclusion that you really did have something uh, paranormal going on here. Uh, we used our usual methods to ask you not to tell us what was going on, and we came in and identified certain places, and then uh, push came to shove, and we did our thing and sat down, and you the rest is sort of history. Right, right. And uh, ensuing uh, periods, you've, you've uh, been concerned, naturally, that uh, parasites, as we call them, negative entities, would have been present in the home, passing through or whatever. But it seems to be more, uh, we've never found anything negative like that because you have protection. And we, uh, I think we, we had the assistance last evening, Ben, of, of one of those uh, rather good uh, beings, if you want to call them, humanoids, I suppose you could call them, that we do run into from time to time. And uh, let me just describe some of the, the species that we seem to manifest in, in this house. It seems to be a, a, a I, I always thought it was a sort of highway interchange on the, the, in, in the, the realm of the multiverse. You've got various worlds, and of course we think of these worlds as bubbles, and physicists have even described them like that, that, that occasionally will combine uh, join, blend, sometimes uh, separate or whatever, but interact in any case uh, in, in, the, in the form of multiple realities, sharing the same space and interacting with one another from time to time. So what we had here was all sorts of seemingly unrelated phenomena, uh, some uh, that might equivalent to sort of the, the classic ghost thing, because uh, you your, your uh, ancestors uh, lived here as well, and you've got this going on and, and various presences of people. And the first time Ben and I came, uh, we were um, sitting at the, the what was the dining room table in there, and you could literally feel people walking behind you and all sorts of things. It's, just, it's a crowded place. It's very congested there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so what, what we uh, decided to do was simply to study it and uh, really make sure there was not, nothing parasitical going on because that's not what you want. So in ensuing uh, years here, we have uh, sort of been working with this situation, and it came, sort of came to a head uh, last, uh, last night. And we've been kind of putting off uh, taking some final steps here because we uh, were waiting for uh, other other people who were supposed to be uh, involved in our, our television production to uh, sort of uh, work things out techno technically. And but we didn't we didn't want to wait. That's that's happening too. But we were over here uh, start beginning yesterday, and we uh, Ben in the meantime has uh, he says he doesn't feel comfortable describing this, but uh, he has been 
you know, well, you, you, you can take the mic. We only have two mics here and three people. But they, yeah, maybe you know, if he wants to. All right. Uh, but Ben has been uh, in training, so to speak, as a uh, person who can work with these things and has done a tremendous job uh, so far with that. And what you were doing was uh, we, we came to the conclusion that this was less of a portal area than a port, yeah. which I thought was very interesting. Can you explain a little bit about that? Well, you see, by like, well, as you explained, is a highway interchange, something to that effect. It's more of like... A- a place that's that's a part of a larger larger span of well a portal basically it's one of the pylons if you if that's a good word to use yeah in the structure that is this one large portal in which we are looking we are currently looking for the other two of these yes and well I want to qualify that a little bit by saying that we we began work uh, last evening in the basement of the house there is a corner of the place that has, seems to have more power than any other and uh, push comes to shove and it seems as though the, it, we have a, a triangle in this area because one of the things we look for is is outside you know what's going on outside the house because it's never in just a house it's always in, in the neighboring areas sometimes throughout a whole uh, geographic area that these energies are active the energies being these interactions between these worlds so as a result of, of these interactions you get not only ghosts quote unquote or things of the of the sort of humanoids of non-human species passing through as you do in the house here you also get ufos in the sky above the area around and sometimes uh we're not the only ones who seem to know this so that uh, as as part of this this same case i consider it uh, intimately connected with the the same processes that are causing the case we have uh, a ufo situation that has developed in this area to the point of a possible base in the sense of government or somebody researching these things uh, all sorts of military aircraft in the area armed guards reported on roads in the, in the vicinity and this sort of thing and we were up there today and i'll tell you what we we uh, found but in the meantime uh, we were working with portals and ben had come to the conclusion and I, i've learned to trust my son even though he's 40 years younger than me because whenever i uh question is his his, his uh, uh conclusions in many of these cases uh turn out to be wrong so, yeah yeah well you don't have to agree with me, but okay. it's true so what we did was to uh, begin to move portals out of the house and put them outside the house whenever possible because this way these people get their house back. Yeah. And you really can't close down. The thing, things exist for reasons in the multiverse. You really can't close down the highway, as it were, or the port. But you can move some of the things. And you do this not just ourselves because we're only one of the, of the species in here. You cooperate, communicate and cooperate with other species of good intentions who are aware of what's happening. Now, we're getting into the realm of what really sounds nuts here, but this is exactly how it works. And I mentioned these tall beings that you refer to as the clerics because apparently they they wear... They, They look like they're wearing, like, cassocks and stuff. Yeah, sort of. uh, they, They, in my experience, are very spiritual, highly advanced in the spiritual sense species. They're very, very tall and thin, physically speaking. They are humanoid. And I have run into them on a number of occasions. They are always good and positive. And they, they, uh, their awareness is such that they are aware of the multiverse. They are aware of us here and there. They go about their lives in their own world, but they're aware and are willing to help others 
just as we might help out of the soup kitchen or try to help someone we uh, see on the street, maybe who has fallen, and we try to pick them up and this sort of thing. So this, this is the sort of thing we were dealing with. So we teamed up last night with one of these beings uh, who apparently, as Ben will explain, is, is uh, involved in attempting to guard the family here and trying to uh, keep things in order in this very unorderly uh, area. So anyway, we're going to wrap for a break. And we'll be right back on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Benino on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com, and Parax.com. Stay with us. Join Kimmy Rose on Interviews, Thursday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. Together as a community, we will embrace the challenges in life and find a way to experience heaven on earth. Spiritual teachers and Kimmy will bring you insight on how to change your life and embrace purpose. Interviews, this Thursday night starting at 9. It's all about what's within you.
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. And welcome back. And we're talking about a very interesting case Ben and I are working on in Connecticut right now. And we're here actually broadcasting from uh, the remote uh, farmhouse in the uh, deepest, darkest Connecticut with uh, our friend uh, Donna, who was a show reporter and also uh, one of the uh, property owners here. And we're talking about the case which involves uh, many, many uh, convergences of the multiverse here, many uh, sorts of creatures being seen uh, passing through, uh, almost all of them seemingly benign and just again passing through, maybe aware, maybe not aware of us. And that seems to be how these uh, quote-unquote hauntings uh, actually work. Uh, now, we spend many years on cases, Ben and I, literally, and this five years in this case, and we sort of find more and more as we go, and uh, we have been literally working last night with a, uh, a member of a non-human species who is also involved in this area and uh, has assisted us in helping to uh, close off or move some of the portals uh, or, or, if you want to say, connecting areas uh, where the world boundaries have met. Uh, again, sounds uh, really bizarre. You're not used to thinking of it this way, but this is apparently what's, uh, what's really happening. So anyway, we seem to have um, done something right, because last night uh, the, uh, the fireworks, as the property owners usually start around 3 a.m., it was very quiet and nothing happened, and there does seem to be a sense of peace uh, in the house right now. And, again, these are very positive folks, so that helps a great deal. So I'm going to ask Donna to describe uh, a, one of the many uh, things that go on around here, and that is uh, someone named Ashwar. Can you talk about uh, who that is and uh, what it's all about? Um, my three-and-a-half-year-old grandson, along about July, was playing out in the front yard, and he walked up to the tree and announced that Ashwar was in the tree. And we didn't had never heard the name and who was living in a tree. And he began insisting that there was a little girl named Ashwar in the tree, and she was looking for her mother and she needed to be rescued. And he began to want to go up in the tree and get Ashwar down. He was brought toys over to the bottom of the tree so that Ashwar could be tempted to come down. Um... In the following couple of months, he began to tell us that Ashwar was in his toy room playing with his toys, and he was actually arguing with her um, one day that he wanted his toy back, and she took it. Um, he told us that Ashwar came up through the bathroom, which is underneath his bedroom, um, through the wall and out by his bureau when she came to visit him. And he was very upset because Ashwar wanted to be with her mother, and her mother wanted to be with her. Um, he described the clothes she was wearing as an old-fashioned dress with a white apron. Um, and she, I believe at one point he said she had brown hair, and she was very little. Um, and this, been, this has been going on. He talks very regularly about Ashbar, like she, she he, she's actually there with him. And, um, you know, first he thought maybe he had a, a strange playmate, but at his age he doesn't make up, he isn't capable quite yet of making up stories um, in that fashion. He has a slight imagination, but not he can't express it to that degree. So we have had this Ashwar um, going on. We tried to find out, you know, what the basis of the name could be. Maybe he mispronounced it. Um, but he does talk with Ashwar, and he has had a fascination with the downstairs bathroom where he would be apparently playing with a toy and be summoned into the bathroom, at which point he would get up and walk in, couldn't stop him, couldn't turn him around, couldn't change his mind. He wouldn't listen. He would just 
put his arms down on the sidewalk and turn around, look up at the ceiling. And he would very intently listen to someone telling him something that we couldn't hear. And it got to the point where we would just all quiet and watch him, and he would just put down what he was doing and get up and walk in there and look up at the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And that, that area, that bathroom happens to be over the point of this triangle right. that and, we were working with last night. And his bedroom is over that. So it and his bedroom is right over that. Yeah, right and those are the, the hottest areas of the house, as it were, paranormally right. speaking. Now, it's very interesting. Now, you ghost hunter types uh, you might want to listen to this because I don't put a lot of stock in the gadgets, you know, <clears throat> the ion detectors and the um, uh, EMF meters and this sort of thing. Excuse me. Hmm. My goodness. And this sort of thing. However, I do have a very sophisticated digital EMF meter, electromagnetic field being the uh, EMF, what that stands for. And the one useful thing I've really found that it can do is to go into the negative range, which is very odd <clears throat> for any reading of an electromagnetic field. One, uh, an EM, uh, EM field is uh, a, a field of, of electromagnetic, energy, electromagnetic energy that surrounds an electrical current. So surrounding the current is this energy. You can use these meters at times to follow that current. And I have found that when it goes into the negative range, you have a reversed polarity on this electromagnetic field, which seems to indicate, uh, from my experience very clearly, that energy is being exchanged in between parallel realities, between parallel worlds. And this, the stronger the uh, negative reaction would get uh, from the CMF meter, would, would, I, I would be in that area of the house in the corner, uh, in this bathroom, uh, over this area of the basement, and certainly under the boys' room. And I have found, too, that if you concentrate on the energy, sometimes just by paying it to, close attention to the meter or sometimes by uh, sending out, as it were, certain positive feelings, the negative energy is reduced and the reading will go back to zero or go into the positive range. It's very interesting. We're going to be doing some more work with that as we go. But that's the case in this house, and it certainly has uh, seemed to have proven out that one of the points of this geographical triangle is in that point in the basement. Now, just to get back to Ashwar for a minute, uh, we had a very interesting experience the last evening. Ben and I uh, always look at the outside of an area, too, especially a place like this where things are going on in the geographical vicinity, such as UFOs and stuff. And we were at that tree, and I just felt someone was in that tree looking down at me. Now, I had heard the Ashwar story, and I knew that was the tree, so maybe it was a suggestibility, but... You might not think so after you see the video uh, that resulted from this. Uh, I have a, a, a small but effective infrared camera, true infrared, and uh, pointing it up into the tree, uh, the video later on revealed a uh, very strange creature, I guess. Uh, it looked almost like an arm, very thin arm, uh, with a hand unfolding, or it might be interpreted in other ways, and then it kind of seemed to, to fall or... or, or leave the tree and then of course i pulled away i didn't see it with the naked eye and i didn't even see it uh, through the camera until after the thing was uh was played uh, on our computer later on i have not unfortunately had time to process it yet for online uh, loading because we are in the field here but we'll do so as soon as i can this week and uh, we'll, we'll uh have it'll be on the behind the paranormal website probably on our talking points page and uh, i'd like to see you know what you think of it but it, it's it struck everyone here very strongly 
that something was indeed in that tree. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, verify that. I want to have some people look at this video and, and see. But uh, so one of the more interesting things I've seen, uh, certainly in this case and, and in general. So um, Ashwa seems to be a, a friend and, and of, of uh, the little boy. And I don't laugh at that as readily as some people would because I have met invisible friends of little boys and girls from time to time. And I think that parents should listen when children say, that they have invisible friends, uh, they at times have been negative. And uh, I've had to take action against uh, parasitical entities masquerading, <coughs> excuse me, as, you know, invisible friends. But, however, many times they have been positive and have been uh, a benefit to the children. So it, it, the case has to be taken individually. This one, I think, is positive. I got no negative feeling whatsoever from pretty much anything in this house and certainly not from the particular entity. So uh, one of the things that we plan to do next, of course, uh, is to find the other points of this triangle we've been referring to. And we took steps to do that today, uh, going out uh, with Donna in her vehicle and going up to the area where these UFOs seem to be centered. And there has been some military activity uh, and people have reported being stopped and turned back uh, by armed guards, things of this kind. And uh, I don't want to go into it too uh, deeply because we're still working on it, and I don't want to tip anybody off, but we are working on that. And, of course, the old military technique of triangulation will be if we find two points of this uh, of this triangle, and uh, assuming that the uh, triangle uh, points are equidistant from each other, we can figure out where the third point is. So uh, when we get to that point, we'll let you know, and uh, we ask you to uh, to wish us luck. So uh, there we are. I guess, uh, Donna, we're going to continue to serve, certainly to work with you. Uh, a lot of positive energy here. Uh, hopefully uh, we won't have to uh, do anything further, uh, but it, it will, we will be keeping an eye on it, and we are, of course, good friends, and we'll be right. uh, we'll be back here on Thursday. <laughs> That's good actually. to know. Yeah, we, have, we, we keep Paul updated um, when anything does happen. Sometimes it's in a flurry of three or four weeks. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a month or so. Um, well, maybe people would be interested in hearing some of the things that have happened uh, in the past. I was interested in the uh, the sounds in the basement that would oh, come yeah. up to the floor. It, it, um, my daughter was getting ready for work, and, of course, that's in the corner where Paul had found the uh, portal. Um, it was, it was um, banging and slamming. It sounded like someone had broken into the basement and was robbing us blind, dragging machinery, and my daughter came and got me, and I. by the time I got in there, it had stopped the next morning at exactly the same time, a quarter after seven in the morning. Um, I met her coming down the stairs, and she brought me in, and we stood there in utter amazement. Um, it sounded like a group of people in the basement had com were completely trashing the place. You could hear it almost hitting the floor underneath your feet. And since then, it's softened down, but it now it sounds like someone may be dragging a sack of potatoes. It's, it's a very dull dragging sound. Um, but when we go down and check, there's, of course, nothing there. Um, that's just the most recent. We've had a lot of uh, poundings and wrappings in the wall, uh, which is generally, you know, more, she can hear better where her bedroom is than we can. Um, that's, that's just the most recent things. We've had the, the black jumping things, which yeah. were <laughs> unexplainable, but yeah, odd, you, -human you can't even describe them. Yeah, they were just kind of, kind of black and smoky and very definitive jumping with their arms up and down and it's just one of those things you look at and go, well, okay, you know, there they are, and here I am. And um, we've been seeing a lot more, a lot more orbs uh, visually. Um, we used to get them on camera a lot, but now we're, we're visually getting them. Um, there were two in our staircase the other day. My daughter saw one, and I was focused on the other one. Um, you know, just just the um, we haven't had any 
any um, apparitions or anything recently. Many years ago, we did. We had a, a woman with a braids and a red uh, navy blue polka dot dress with a lace collar. Um, we had a man in a top hat. Um, the noises just go on forever. It sounded like a horse or a dog sniffing at a, the bedroom door one evening and clomping up and down the hall. Um, we've had things disappear from the house um, and return months, even years later. It, it just goes on and on. We've had bent silverware and mm -hmm. um, things sliding off the end of tables and hovering in midair before they crashed to the floor. Um, we had an old-fashioned ashtray stand with a big amber glass ashtray lean-over. And you would think it would keep going because of the momentum, but the glass ashtray just lifted out very gently and floated across the room and hit the floor by my husband's foot. Um, so that's just a number of things. I mean, yeah. it just goes on and on. I've been here 60 years, so I think it could be days. I could just keep going on. Yeah. Really. Well, when the worlds collide. Right, right, that's exactly. Right. And it would believe many of the human sounds, of course, are just uh, people from the past or the future. Right. Uh, what to us is the past or the future, uh, simply going about. And our concern, too, is that uh, the good, spirited people and creatures who are involved here not be afraid right. of, of uh, Donna and her family thinking that they are ghosts. Because many of them seem to have similar belief systems to uh, our own spiritualist brethren here who think that uh, you know these are all just disembodied things but again it's it's far deeper and more complex than that but we it's a, one of certainly one of the most interesting cases i've worked on in the last 40 years and uh, we're going to be continuing to do it to do that uh well one thing i did want to mention too was the uh uh these um i suppose the four-legged Creatures, the, the growling, you heard a lot of EVPs, electronic voice phenomena have been we have, manifested yes, here as well. We have heard a lot, and I started this a few years oh, ago. Oh, so we've got to take a break. Okay. We're going to be right back and talk about EVPs with Donna uh, here on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Stay with us. Enlighten, empower, enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New Horizons, no boundaries. Fury's breathing down your 
CBS Radio's The Scar. Back to Behind the Paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call me. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Well, welcome back. And we're talking again about our very interesting case in remote areas of Connecticut where Ben and I have been for the last uh, at least 24 hours here. And we're speaking with one of the property owners, Donna, who was also well-known as a reporter on our show. And we're talking about a growling sort of creature that was picked up on uh, the, the many hours of electronic voice phenomena that you have, have recorded in the house here. And uh, you were saying that uh, negative as it might have seemed. that uh, Yeah, I think, I think it was just passing through. Um, I had taped the next night, and if I, to be honest, if I had heard it then, I would have been very concerned. Um, it sounded like it was actually sniffing the tape recorder. It was making, um, it's hard to explain it. It would, like a voice of a troll or like my daughter said, golem on, um, golem. Golem, yeah. Yeah, they had this, uh, this really horrible sounding guttural sound and you could actually hear it sniffing at the tape recorder. And then it, it was just grunting and growling and then it, just before it went off the tape, it just it said, lie down. Mm. And I don't know if it was talking to one of my dogs or if it in another time, wherever it was speaking with something else. But I believe that was passing through it. It scared the daylights out of me when I heard it because right away my first thought was, oh, my gosh, you know, this isn't just, you know, what we've been discussing. This is something more serious. Mm. But I've taped recently uh, almost every night since then, and I really haven't heard anything like that. Um the funny thing is with the EVP in this house is it's very hard to tell. You can hear a very distinct voice, but it's very hard to tell if it's male or female. And all you can say is it's a voice, but it can be very distinct. Um, I heard someone the other night say, aha. And it's just, it's all they said. Um, we've heard children giggling. Um, I've actually had someone say, bless you, on tape after I sneezed while I was on the tape. This happened to me twice. Mm -hmm. Once in the house and once outside while I was sitting on the front porch. I had the tape going and I sneezed and right away it, it was, bless you. So, you know, how upset can you be with that? <laughs> Someone's blessing you. <laughs> this growling thing sniffing at the table, that would probably be me sounding like that in about 10 years. But one thing I was, uh, before we, we leave the subject here, one thing I was uh, really amazed to find out is that you possibly are a direct descendant of one of the people who was uh, a member of the community at the so-called Village of Voices. It could very possibly be. And I started to invest in my first case in 1970 and 71, and I was, I was really nifty. <laughs> I found out that I'm related to them too. Isn't that? Because us, us Yankees here in New England, we don't do, we don't, we don't move very far. <laughs> no. So uh, we're going to continue to look at that. But uh, well, Donna, we're going to move on to some emails now. But thank you very much for sharing oh, that welcome. with us, and we're, we're going to continue to work with you. And um, nothing but good wishes and good hopes and, and uh, good spirits. Well, thank you for coming. You're always welcome back. You know it. We enjoy having you here. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, Ben's going to help us with our emails here. We're still trying to get through many, many 
emails that we received uh, during our Coast to Coast appearance in October. And we're going to start with this one. It's kind of broken up into sections. And it's from Jen in New York, New York. New York, New York. Great. Um, since you said that when we quote-unquote die, we go to a multiverse, do we stay at the same age when we left this earth? Okay, part. that's the first part. Yeah, that's that's a good a good question. Uh, let's look at this here. All right, um, we have been casting around for a word that's better than die, and very often we have our guest um, Dave Kane on the show, author of uh, the great book Forty One Signs of Hope, and he he has the same frustration. Uh, his ongoing communication with his son, who was the youngest victim of the Station Nightclub fire in Rhode Island in '03. The word dying just didn't do it, or, or, or passing away, or we say he passed on. Well, they did no such thing. So, so we have decided to rely on an old theological word, which wasn't always applied to people dying. It was applied to people changing. And that word is translate. So instead of saying dying, I, I'm going to rely on the word translate or translation instead of death. And we translate to the next conscious life. Now, to a multiverse, okay, uh, in, 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 the, uh, in Jen's question. A, I wouldn't put it that way. The multiverse is the totality of the parallel world system, right? So we go to, uh, I would say, another parallel reality, another parallel world where we already exist. This is when, as we've said many times, nature does. It, ex it, it takes the path of least resistance in all its processes. And the act of, of bodily death is essentially one of these. The act of translation is an act of nature. It's a sacred act, and as is every act of nature. And we pass through this process and go to where we already are in a, uh, this is my belief anyway, in a, a parallel world uh, and uh, that, that would be not a multiverse but a part of the multiverse. And uh, Jen asks, do we stay the same age when we, uh, I guess, as when we left this earth? All right. I, th that's a, a good question. I think we go, as I say, to where we already are. Thank you. I'm using a flashlight here. Uh, to where we already are in a multiple uh, world life, so to speak. Do we stay the same age? I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's a very personal thing. I think it depends on uh, really where we are and what we're doing. I don't think that there's any sort of a rule or any sort of process that would keep us the same age. We might not even have the same kind of body. We might... Uh, theoretically speaking, become one of these tall, beneficent beings we, we have referred to this evening in this case, and uh, it's still us. Because the ultimate lesson of the paranormal is that we, it's not just us, it's all of us. We share the life of all living things, even the parasites. It's a rather deep concept, and it's one that takes a lot of getting used to. So we aren't necessarily going to be just like we are here or in this conscious life, and I think it depends again on many, uh, many factors. So the answer I'd say to that is not necessarily. And um, then, if you want to read that last part of that sentence, I guess. Uh, right. Um, so my dad passed, and I want to be a. I want a good medium. I read. I read you. Uh, I said that uh, you said that I'm you sorry. trust about uh, three. I tried 
many and they suck. So <laughs> could you recommend someone? All right. Uh, the answer to that is no. I don't recommend mediums. Uh, yeah, I do know a few whom I, I do trust and who are mature uh, spiritually and in their own abilities. But I uh, ask you, first of all, why do you need a medium? If you uh, have this relationship of love, it, has, it transcends any sort of bodily change or, or bodily translation. And I think you, what you need to do is simply to live quietly, uh, to be aware of the person who is, um, uh, who is, is there in, in, in love for you and uh, to realize that no amount of separation in the multiverse will end that, that relationship. You don't need a medium. It's always best for you to do it yourself. Uh, so I and, and and a lot of them cannot be trusted. And I, su- I suggest very strongly that you you try and, and do so on your own. Um, do not deliberately try to communicate. Do not use Ouija boards. Do not use seances. Just be quiet and just keep open to good things and good spirits and to compassion. Right, that's what I would say. So I would uh, skip the medium thing. All right, and uh, let's see. Okay, there's right. some more parts of the question here, Ben, if you will. Yes, and um, is our death already planned, or could we change it? Okay, well, that's a good question, too. Everything that exists, everything that can that is possible, everything that can't be conceived of does exist in the multiverse. Many physicists interpret it that way. So the act of bodily death is happening to us all the time. As a matter of fact, because of our low, low tolerance for boredom, I think that the act of bodily death is our ticket to survival. And I think that it happens, uh, it's, it's part of the gift of our existence. It happens so that we can do many things, improve, move on, do other tasks that people need us to do, become others, become ourselves. It's all in the act of bodily death. I, would, I wouldn't dwell on it in any morbid way. But I think that, um, you know, it, it really is something that is already existing. So planned, no, I wouldn't say it's planned. It's already there. And uh, we'll continue with Jen's question after our break here on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio and NewSkyRadio.com. Stay with us. Spiritually raw, the ass whipping truth, where skeptics meet spirits and consciousness connect. Meet the four distinctly different individuals building a multimedia enterprise revolving around the spirit world. No topic is taboo. Tune in as they expose and explore controversial beliefs behind the truths, myths, theories, and religious dogmas surrounding the metaphysical world. They're smart, witty, intuitive, with the raw sense of humor that won't allow listeners to feel sorry for themselves. Special guests, range from psychic mediums to Catholic priests and everyone in between. Be prepared for a cataclysmic collision of energies. Callers and opinions are welcome if you dare. SpirituallyRaw.com There's no combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing but I can try for your heart. Our dreams and they are made out of real things. Like a shoebox of photographs with sepia tone loving. Love is the answer, at least, for most of the questions of my heart. Like, why are we here and where do we go? And how come we're so hard? It's not always easy, and sometimes life can be deceiving. I'll tell you one thing it's always better when we're together. Mm, it's always better when we're together. Yeah, we're looking. 
Under the impression I was somewhere in between With only two, just me and you Now so many things we got to do Or places we got to be We'll slip beneath the mango tree now Yes, always better when we're together mm, We're somewhere in between together Well, it's always better when we're together CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. And we're back and we're uh, continuing to work on Jen uh, from New York here and her uh, email about about death and the nature of it. And uh, something I should have said before I even began to answer Jen, I'm certainly very sorry to hear about your father, but Again, you know, he is not lost. He has not died. He has translated to his next physical life, uh, body and all. I don't even believe in, in, in the death of the body. But again, you know, we have the empty chair at the table, and, and we feel that loss, and, and no one can deny that. I mean, it's easy to talk about, but hard to uh, hard to to get over at times. And I, if you heard my story, you'd, you'd really know what that I feel for you. But in any case. Uh, we'll uh, continuing the question here that as, as Ben had read it. Uh, we uh, will we always meet our loved ones again? Well, again, it depends on on your task, their task. There is always that connection. It's it goes beyond meeting. It's a state of being in which you are always united because you share your life. You not only share blood, you share your life. And this is, uh, and I always compare it with a string of of holiday lights, for example, Christmas lights or something, and you know the same power is going. Through there, it's different bulbs. When they break, 
uh, one may just go out. But again, it's all the same power, and it's always there. Same thing with the tree, the leaves falling off, this sort of thing. It's the same power, but it's the same life, and it's always there. So I wouldn't even worry about this. Just, again, be silent and enjoy the practice of that love, and that communication will be there. There are times when... We just do have to say goodbye. Sometimes you don't get along with a relative, or sometimes it's someone who just uh, had suffered a great deal uh, in this uh, conscious life and in, in the conscious body and, and just sort of uh, had to move on. And there are things that are uh, it is where it is just time to say goodbye. So I'd say, you know, this does not sound like one of those. But again, uh, we will, yeah, I think that there's no reason to believe that we are not uh, only will meet these loved ones, we're already with them. In many, many different worlds, and, and that is, is, is a reality that only our hearts can really, really feel. So, uh, okay, so I uh, see, the, of course, you're devastated with the, the situation, and I certainly can't blame you. Uh, I am so happy. Well, I'll let you read that, Ben. All right. Just the last sentence, I guess. I'm so happy I found you and Ben. Pierre, thanks for answering the question about reincarnation. I never fully agreed with them either. Okay, that's very kind of you to say that. Uh, this is a reference to reincarnation. There was an article on the NewEnglandGhosts.com website, which along with BehindTheParanormal.com is a sort of the voice of the Internet of Ben and myself. And we talk about reincarnation as something that is not quite what the, the spiritualists, and I'm always picking on them, the spiritualists would say. We believe that it's something that's very um, Different, something that is a matter of parallel lives, not past lives. And, and the experience of it, I suppose, is six and one half dozen of the other. But the more you talk with a lot of regression therapists today, people who hypnotize you and bring you back supposedly to past lives, will tell you that this, that's not quite right sometimes, and it does seem as though people really are living parallel lives or simultaneous lives. Something they kind of found it hard to swallow, but when someone starts telling you that it's a, it's a future date, or that uh, they live in countries that never existed, uh, then you begin to wonder, well, maybe something's going on here that's a little different, and maybe it's an alternative life or an alternative universe. So yeah, people always want to hypnotize me, but I don't want people messing with my mind. Yeah, they could never do that. I could never be hypnotized. Uh, so I, far, anyway. It's never happened to me, so... No. Well, you don't need to be hypnotized. Yeah, good point. There's a certain awareness that goes beyond that, in my opinion. So there we have it. Uh, ben, do you have any comment on Jen's, uh, Jen's questions or her observations? Well, you just... You pretty much nailed everything I could possibly say. Well, I... Well, not really, but whatever. All right, well, what did I hit? Well, I don't know. Uh, okay. You kind of already said don't worry no, about it. That's all I'd say to that question. You're not giving me too many compliments. It. This is why I'm so bad at being a show host, because you say things in such long paraphrase. I know, I'm wordy. Like words and words and words. I'm just like, oh, don't worry about it. Well, this is a talk show. Somebody's got to Well, care. I know, but that's yeah. why I can never be a talk show host. Okay, well, let me, yeah, let me give you some words here. Okay. <laughs> Here's one more. I think we have time for one more, and this is from Randy, Randy Terrell in San Angelo, Texas. All right. Um, if one becomes a spirit and hangs around a house, is a year to a ghost the same as us, or only a few seconds? Does it have any meaning? Why do some spirits stay and hang around and some go? Okay, Randy. Well, these are... Uh, it's, question that one might ask, uh, what makes you think these are spirits? The definition of a spirit is a disembodied entity 
Uh, and and uh, I don't believe that you can be a full human being without your body. Therefore, I believe that when you're dealing with people, at least, you've got a, a situation where you, you have a person in a parallel life or even you in a parallel life or one of your loved ones or one of your descendants or somebody who's living a parallel existence to yours and that you can interact at times with them depending on what's going on at the site. So uh, I, I don't know, time differently in different areas of the multiverse, I'm sure. If physicists have, who believe it this way, I suspect that laws of physics may be different in one world or another, one world to another. And this, of course, would indicate that time might pass differently. And it's, it's relative anyway. It's not really an objective thing. Uh, and the psychological time could be different. So I don't think, no, I don't think it's the same. Uh, does time have any meaning? Not really. So, you know, it's a function of our consciousness. Uh, why do some spirits stay and hang around and some go? Well, I mean, again, I don't think they're spirits. It all depends on the energies, what you have to do, uh, what responsibility you take, and all, all sorts of things of that kind. And, and I'm afraid I haven't got time to say any more about it. Maybe we'll continue at some point uh, with that. But we do have to kind of close down now. And, uh, okay, I guess... Uh, all right, so we finished our sixth... Uh, sixth two-hour special on Rendleton Forest UFO incidents in this, after, uh, this afternoon. Oh, it's been a long weekend. You can hear the podcast at www.behindtheparanormal.com. Okay, now they're, they're not up just yet. We just finished that show. Uh, but I would say 24 hours from now, check those out. And that yeah. is the final in our famous radio roundtable series on the Rendleton Forest incidents. Okay, again, uh, check out our site at behindtheparanormal.com uh, where you and buy my books. You can subscribe to our newsletter, which comes uh, email uh, every week, and you can apply to become a reporter at the site, such as our friend Anna here, who's uh, graciously sharing her home with us for this broadcast. Right, and don't forget all our podcasts are on www.bandaparanormal.com, and they are 100% free. Okay, over uh, 200 shows at this point. So many thanks to our producer, uh, Will Kosnick, and we'll see you from back at our normal digs next Sunday, December 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on CBS News Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. We'll welcome back Cassandra Eason, prolific British author, psychic, and folklorist, for a discussion of fortune telling, fate, or fraud. All right. In the meantime, check out our Monday night drive time show at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, on WON, 1240 AM, and com in the Boston Worcester Providence Triangle. You can also hear rebroadcasts of Behind the Paranormal. On Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, right here on CBS News Sky Radio. In the meantime, we leave you with a cheery thought from the late American journalist George Matthew Adams. Quote, a cheerful frame of mind reinforced by relaxation is the medicine that puts all ghosts of fear on the run. Unquote. Thanks for joining us on our cosmic journey, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>